You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, and Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All right. Welcome in Friday night. The three of the loneliest people you're going to meet. We're so sad. Hey, I was I was out. I came in. I was (laughs) I returned home once the news broke. Jimmy legitimately was like, guys, are you freaking kidding? (laughs) He's like, it's Friday night. Like I, I have I'm alive. You know, like I don't do that. I don't, you know, says uh, Jimmy, like, who goes to sleep at eleven forty-five during the week. I'm alive. I'm alive on Friday. Ooh, I'm out. You know, it's I swiped late. I swiped right. Whatever. <laughs> so Jimmy's doing his thing. Joe Sway off the grid. So good for him. Good news. Uh, happy for him. But uh, we we three are here to talk about major moves. Uh, major. Major. Off season's underway. Yeah. Major moves uh, for the Celtics, which is great. Um, uh, stuff is happening. Uh, you know, developing opinions here as we try to sort it out. And I will say, like, it's this is kind of what's happening. You're, you're 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 trying to gauge reaction here, and this is one of the reasons we're doing this show. Is a lot of people are like, "How am I supposed to feel about this?" So it is a little tricky. We'll run through quickly just everything that happened from a news perspective. The first shoe to drop was Tristan Thompson. What we thought was being uh, traded to. Uh, to uh atlanta. la atlanta rather and then he ended up being shipped to sacramento <laughs> oh sorry yeah wow. i don't know where uh, that came from i know poor guy he was like <laughs> atlanta yes yes, Ooh, yes yes i can have some fun in atlanta <laughs> wait wait sacramento oh hell no yeah hell yeah exactly so um uh, so that happened. Um, so look, you knew this was happening. This was a necessary thing. He was going, uh, bringing in, um, you know, and, and again, the kind of interesting uh, part of this is uh, Chris Dunn, who uh, everyone will remember, is a guy, and myself included, was a guy a lot of people wanted Celtics to draft in place of Jalen Brown. Part of the reason being is Chris Dunn seemed to be the guy most teams wanted to trade up for at that time to the three spot to acquire. And so when the Celtics took Brown, it was like, that's it. 
you're going to stick with Brown. And everybody was, you know, apoplectic and really, you know, like you saw the booing and I, people were tweeting that out tonight, which is great. So Don and Bruno Fernando coming. The the clever part here, and again, is, is uh, they were able to slide. Uh, was this the TPE here? Slide yeah. Don into the expiring Cantor TPE, um, which and then create a new TPE, which is clever uh, for. Oh, for, yeah. for whatever that's their it, magic trick <laughs> it's it's a, it, every team does it but whenever you can these are little cap manipulations that allow you to make moves so that was move number one bobby was fine with it okay great we've got that and he went about his business and then bobby went away and i was like hey we got to do a show and he's like sure i'll talk about tristan and then he was like wait a second they got josh richardson from dallas Ugh. and that's where things got interesting <laughs> so, well, so so you mentioned the first tp that they got uh yeah. done with there this is obviously the Hay remaining hayward tp and we yeah. had a bunch of different ideas some high hopes i like thomas sadaransky but when you looked at that list two things stood out at the top of it richardson is the most expensive out of all those guys uh, that could have possibly come in on this tp and probably was among my least favorite in terms of players out there uh this is going to be his third team in a row that looked at him as a guy who could shore up guard depth on a fairly thin guard position on Philly, Dallas, and now Boston. And the common thread among those spots is he's kind of just stuck between being a perimeter wing guy who can't really shoot all that well and a point guard who can't create all that well. Now, solid defender, right, Sherrod? Like, that's his thing. That's but his thing. And there's nothing to like about his offense, really. Well, see, here, but here's the thing. I don't have to like his offense because I've got two all-stars who can go get buckets. I've got a stretch big now in Al Horford. i got Time Lord, who's a great rim runner. And all I need him to do is just run my offense, make an occasional shot every now and then. But, but his primary responsibility is to defend at a relatively high level and make sure that when you are asked to initiate the offense, you do that. I love this pick because, frankly, what are you what are you losing? What are you giving up to get him? Nothing. What are you gaining by his addition? You're gaining another defender. And and, and you know, and, and me and my son Isaiah, we we're just talking about this a little while ago. You look at the pieces that they've added. This may very well be the best team defense that we've seen these for individual defenders that we've seen assembled in the Brad Stevens era. Now, will they be a great team defense? That remains yes, to be seen. Up. But get out of here. Get no. Wow. Let's How'd this go. happen? Let's oh, go. wait a minute. <laughs> Obviously, he saw the bat signal, realized that he was not he, he was not part of the the festivities. And so now he wants to be <laughs> wait, wait a second, Obviously, Jimmy. John, you know what happened? He swiped right and it got there was nothing there. So on the garden now report. On the Garden Report, we don't do COVID, mandatory COVID testing, but I do. I, I do maybe need to check on on your BAC right now. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Is this a Lakers situation? If if Celtics Lakers is in, I'm probably like six, so I'm not I'm not anywhere near there. But I couldn't let the boys talk shop without at least jumping in for a few minutes jumping in for a second well so here we are all right sherrod was in the middle i just I saw, yeah, yeah we just I, we just gave our takes i like i like the addition of, of i was just saying i like the addition of richardson because it costs you nothing he gives you something of value and when i i think when you look at the pieces around him with the celtics 
which I think right now they've got probably as good a group of individual defenders as they've had under Brad Stevens. Now, will they will they gel together as a team and play good team defense? That remains to be seen. But I like the fact that the guys that are coming into the fold now are guys who get after defensively so that when they're when teams are trying to run pick and roll and you're playing the Brooklyn Nets and now all of a sudden, you know, uh, you know, Kyrie Irving goes from being guarded by Jalen Brown to now being guarded by Josh Richardson to now being guarded by Jason Tatum. Woo. He's not he does not win that easily. Uh, he has to work no matter yeah. what happens. And that's to me. I like what Brad is doing this. And I'll, I'll be writing about this for, for Boston Sports Journal uh, tomorrow. But I really like the way Brad has kind of hit the ground running in his GM spot, making the most out of having the least, which when you think about Brad as a coach, that's kind of when he's at his best. This was creative. I'll give him that. Being able to get a borderline starter for essentially free, no, which no, I think exactly. a lot of people are waving the flag about here. It's good, but there's a lot more considerations beyond that. Right. Your, your cap's in a tighter position now. You save some money with the Thompson move. You put some money on here. What does it mean for closer. Fournier? Is this a Fournier departure? We'll get into that a little bit because, yeah. again, you know, you guys were asking me before we went live, you know, what's my take? I don't know And you know have no yet. roster spots now. I you're don't know yet. You're, you're, you're filled with roster spots. There have to be a bit – there have to be more <clears> moves. But also you have no idea what this means for Fournier here. Does this seal his fate? Is this a clear – you know, uh, money saving because right now every single move thus far from Kemba all the way through to this has clearly been with the idea that I'm going to have as much money as possible at the end of next season free. And right now that's where you are with all of these things. Everything is a one year. It's a one year. It's a one year. So Brad's doing all of this. He's squeezing it all into this league year, you know, so he has maximum flexibility going into next year with his draft picks and with the cap space at the end of the year. <coughs> so you've got, Right now, every indication that they're going to do something. Yeah. Every indication <laughs> that they're saving up here for something, which would mean to me, Fournier doesn't fit here at all. However, like, are you trying to figure out a situation here with a sign and trade? Is Lonzo on the on the board? Is Was any of that real? I really don't know. You know, like, it, we're still trying to figure out, was the so Bill stuff real? Is, is Bradley really, is he staying there? Is Washington trying to build around him? So it's really hard to get a, a judgment here. There's a lot of balls in the air. So we'll talk about all of it during this course, but let's let Jimmy uh, have his say. What do you think of the moves? Okay. Few, so a few thoughts. One... I think it's stupid for us to act like this is the finished product. I don't know. There's too many balls up in the air. I missed it. Did we say our goodbyes to Tristan Thompson officially? Did we even get to that yet? Because let me. <laughs> we, well, we did. Let me, we did the fact that he was. He was. He, his eyes lit up when he's like Atlanta. I can do Atlanta, and then boom, Sacramento. <laughs> what? Yeah, but you know what? Sacramento. You know what, you know what though? He's probably already in California. I mean, this guy spent more time in California than he did in Boston. Anyway. It's not too so far no from LA, to be is in it? Sacramento. No one wants no one, to be in, no one wants to be in, to be in Sacramento. Sacramento. No one wants to be in Sacramento. They were, no one, you're right. No one wants to be in Sacramento, but he's just a quick to where he wants yeah, to be. Yeah, it's close. Long, see you later. Stand up. I was completely wrong on that signing. That was a disaster from the very start. And we said oh, it all year. Man. <laughs> this guy is a shell. Without LeBron... This guy could be any one of us. I mean, really. I mean, he, he did have that game three. <laughs> that game leave, three was electric, but that's all you got. So that's he could be that's any one of us. Take. I like that. That's my first take. See you later. Thanks for coming. See you never again. Um, yeah. As far as Richardson's concerned, good, solid role player, defensive guy. I think you guys talked about it. Can switch a lot. I think he can even play like point. So it's like. 
one of those interchangeable pieces, which I guess you can't be upset with, especially with the fact that they technically got him for nothing. Now, I don't know if, if you let Bobby, you can answer this. If they had just let it expire, does that improve their chances on player X that we don't know about? Or does acquiring him sort of just give them another, you know, depth roster piece that they just wouldn't have had if they didn't use it? It's about the same, right? Him and Thompson are both expiring. Both yeah. about the same amount of money here. I guess there's a little bit more matching power here. But I get the sense that Richardson's probably part of this team and their plans. I I think this is if you're going to use that TPE, that's a guy you have plans to invest right. in for at least a year here. And like you just mm-hmm. had to keep a most of these moves, whether it's Dunn, whether it's Bruno Fernando, whether it's Richardson here, they all keep that money free mm-hmm. to next summer. So yeah. it's finding pieces right. they can stay here now and keep that flexibility yeah. open for next offseason. Well, which... Right. The other thing, too, Bobby, is that when you. And, the pieces that they're starting to gather, when you start looking at where the Celtics will stack up in the East, they may not, they're, they're not going to be head and shoulders above anyone in the East, but they are going to be competitive. And I think right now they're trying to figure out what is going to be their identity. And when you start looking at the pieces that are starting to come into place, and as Jimmy pointed out earlier, it, things by no means are settled, but there is going to be a clear emphasis on being a better team defensively. There is absolutely no doubt about that when you look at adding a guy like Richardson, when you look at just bringing back an Al Horford. That's going to be the identity that this team is going to try to establish, and that gives them a chance against the Brooklyn, against the Milwaukee, against you know some of the top teams in the East, and that's all you want. And then you have the ability to go out and significantly upgrade your roster a year from now because you'll have more flexibility. I, again, Brad Stevens has hit the ground running. Big time in a good way. So I, I, that's the one thing. That's the one thing I'll say real quick, uh, and then Jimmy jump in. I, I look. I like the, these are moves that are confident moves. They're like deft right. moves. Like I'm doing stuff. There's a plan. There's stuff at play, which is good because the thing I would be most worried about is, oh shit. I got to do something. I'm the GM now, you know, like, you know, some sort of paralysis, right. which we've seen Danny suffer from off too often where you mull deals a little bit too long and you're like, eh, nah. And that's the worst thing that can happen is allow things to happen around you without really taking charge. So, you know, right or wrong, you don't know, but that's the job and you want to see somebody embrace that challenge. And so from the get go with Kemba or whatever, you know, that's what happened and that's what he did and, and done. That's that, that, so that's a good thing. You, you like to see that, you know, again, this, as Jimmy said, this seems like it's the beginning of many moves to come and that they have a plan and that they're going to aggressively pursue that plan and that they might even be able to execute it. And they don't have a lot. They really do have to be creative mm-hmm. to improve their team now and in the future. So I like that. I, I like that aspect. What I'll say in Richardson's defense is – I just think we're too quick to, you know, to, 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 you know, to, to, you know, label a guy as one thing or another. Is he an outstanding shooter? No. Is he a horrible shooter? Also, no. This is a guy who's a career 35% three-point shooter. This is Bobby, you've been, you tried to shove Semi's 36% three-point shooting (laughs) down my throat for a year, you know? So like, let's at least call it, this is a guy who threatens the ability to be able to hit a shot. He's not a spacer or a shooter, but you're not leaving him dead wide open in the corner if and the ball swings right. to him. And he's a okay. double-digit score every he's year. He's a double-digit score. His, his season. His That's numbers are pretty Richard, much wait, identical. Richardson? 
Richardson. Yeah, he's a double-digit score every year. He's a bad, bad three-point shooter. He's a, he's a mediocre th- – he's a 35% career three-point shooter with a couple of years at 38. Like, it's not ridiculously bad. What I will also say, the strange thing about his shooting is he's shot 92% from the free-throw line last year, and his overall free-throw percentage is in the 80s, 80s for his career. So, again, that's strange to have a smooth stroke there and, and not be able to. So you wonder how much of it is situationally dependent with his shooting. Was he kind of – forcing the issue on different teams that he was in. I haven't fought, tracked his career enough to fall, to know here, but in the right circumstances, is this a guy who can make an offensive impact and be more efficient? Maybe. So I'm not ruling it out completely. I just think it's we're way too quick to say this guy's dog shit just because he's not coming in no. shooting 40-plus from three. You know, I, I just I'm not gonna, I don't think he's th- right. Yeah. I'm not going to say he's, he's dog a- shit. I'm not going to say he's dog shit, but I will say he's kind of gotten a little bit worse and – the Mavericks did just give him away, and also, but they're clear in space type, too. This, yeah, this is the type of guy that Brad Stevens, the I'd be confident in confident in Brad Stevens, the coach, to like turn around a little bit. I just don't know what Ema is capable of, so we'll have to see. But Brad Stevens, obviously, you know, he must see something there that that he can, you know, imagine that there's an improvement in his all around game. Just, but so like, I, this is a I guy that people... can kind of do a little bit of everything. I see people giving it to me in the chat a little bit because I'm normally the defense guy. I'm just thinking about the need right now with what You're this right. team they with what this team was looking for. They needed, yeah, a little bit of spacing, but and more I, so a, a playmaker, a playmaker yeah. at the backup point guard spot. We all said smart. He can probably be the lead guy, but you need another guy, I think, off the bench who can also create a little bit and spell that. those oh, stretches. And yeah, this that. guy to me isn't a backup point guard. He's That's another what's funny. wing. <clears throat> You mentioned you mentioned the um uh, the Jimmy the Brad Brad the coach thing. It is funny because he may sitting the on the kind of team he would have wanted. He may sitting on the press co- at the press conference table, turning to Brad and be like, "We definitely could use more playmaking, spacing, and shooting on this team." And Brad's like, "Got it. Let me go get you a couple of defenders who friggin' launch <laughs> yeah, yeah. who, who, who launch bricks." Imagine this guy and Smart playing together. It's an now. ugly thought. And done. Dunn's a, a fringy when he's playing, and he didn't play last year, but two years ago he was the last man out on the defensive player of the year uh, you know, teams. I mean, defensive, all defensive teams. So he's a fringy yeah. all-league defender. I mean, right there on the cusp. I just don't – it seems like everybody's saying he's just going to get bounced somewhere else. So I don't think he plays a second here. Um, but he can defend like crazy, you know. Like, if that's – if he sticks, you could do case, worse yeah, than having like, a role player on the bench for five million dollars who can come in yeah. and play defense. I'm just you know? so you got four guys at the bottom now: Fernando, Dunn, uh, Moses Brown, and of course Jabari Parker. So you're gonna have to get rid of two of those guys, I think, to clear some space for some well, other you, moves you, here. You might as well. Sherrod's guy. Ooh. Just I mean, take Moses Brown out of that conversation because they're not. Right. You keep him. No, oh, no, no. For that money, no, yeah, exactly. Oh my God, there's, 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 I, I can't. I, the, oh, to me, the only way you move him is if he becomes a sweetener to get like an all star in a real deal, right? Real exactly. Deal. That, but you're you're not going to move him. Why would you get trade a player of value at that contract? Oh my God, that that he's a godsend to be able to have a guy of his talent to on your bench at, at that money for that many years. Yeah, he doesn't go anywhere. He's he's great insurance too, in case you actually have to give up something like a Rob that you really don't want to, and you say, "All right, well, I'll just kind of I got this guy here to backfill." A so yeah, bit. so I don't know how they're gonna create some roster spots here. So Brown's contract's non guaranteed, but he's sticking around feasibly, as you guys say. 
Parker, I guess you could easily cut bait with because he's yeah, non-guaranteed. That's the one. Yep. And then I like, do you want? So you you mentioned some decent points with Don again. Not a guy who's going to solve some of the guard issues that you have in terms of creation. Waters? What about Waters? Get rid of him. Well, he's a two-way guy. He's Waters wants to go for, start uh, somewhere. What you know? The, he, Waters. They, they signed that. Uh, they signed gotcha. that Virginia kid from guy Virginia. How's yeah. So, to the to the, to the two way, and that yeah. probably means Tremont's gone. So they replaced Waters yeah. feasibly, and they could open up another two way spot for a young guy. But in terms of real roster spots, you're full right now. So, like, I don't know who would take on a Bruno Fernando. I know it's only a hair under two million bucks, but it's not easy to move. If you gotta and eat, then you don't eat that salary, but damn it, if you gotta eat it, you gotta eat it. I, mean, <laughs> I guess you have to. Yeah, but you're so close to the tax right now. You're so close to that hard cap if you're trying to do the ball thing. This like I'm more worried about the navigation of this offseason now because this isn't the team. This can't be the full team. This would be an ugly-looking team going into next year if this was your 15. Well, that, I mean, again, there are more chips to fall here. I know, um, you know, just a short while ago, uh, Murphy, Mark Murphy from the Herald on Twitter uh, hearing Celtics have a list of seven or eight free agent targets, including Spurs point guard Patty Mills. We've heard that quite a bit. Um, a discussion between team and Evan Fournier are ongoing, but not close to resolution. So, uh, you know, he's gone. There's def. <laughs> yeah, I think he's gone. Um, it all gone. depends. It depends if Smart is gone. Look, a lot of people are saying here in the chat, Smart's gone. Smart gets traded. Why would too. Smart be gone? Well, I don't know, I don't Bobby. I don't, I don't see it either. I think actually. Yeah. Something what? No, I mean, the, the Lonzo thing would would have to be in play, I think, for Smart to be gone. He's not. They're not yeah, trying this... to get rid of Smart. I, so I, I said this yesterday what's about the Lonzo, the Lonzo what, thing. What's the Lonzo stuff? Yeah, what's the Lonzo stuff? I don't think they have enough to offer New Orleans. And again, I don't know what else is out there. And if he, he is a free agent, as you say, right? So if he says, I want to go to the Celtics, let's make this happen the Pelicans have to play ball with that a little bit, but I don't think this is like his top destination. Chicago looks good for him. I don't uh, think you Toronto, can, I think is a good spot, but they yeah. I do say that Boston's in play. Sean said that yesterday. So I don't know, but I just like, what kind of trade could you piece together here? Smart. Do you throw in one of the young wings, Neesmith at Langford there? Uh, Richardson, again, I don't think is a positive trade value, especially going back to New Orleans. So I don't know. Like, I just don't know how you piece together to offer him that $20, $21 million. I will say, though, I'd probably rather have him than bring back uh, Fournier. I think it's close, but I think I lean toward ball. We do, do again, have to talk Uh, about if if New Orleans doesn't – if they don't match on ball, they lose him. You know, so like if he gets signed to an offer sheet right now, he just goes. Um, so you think they want to keep him, Sharon? Yeah, I do. All right. You think they want to keep him now? I do. I do. I mean, I, I guess that depends on Lowry, right? Exactly. And and it, and that I I don't think. Let's put it this way: if they get a sense that they are legitimately in the Lowry sweepstakes, then you try to work out something with Toronto uh, to get Lowry, so that. Again, that's you can, how I feel it's gonna go. That's to me, that makes a lot of sense for Toronto, and it makes a lot of sense for that Pelicans team. Because remember, as much as we're talking about Lonzo, there, there's a, a bunch of dominoes that are falling. And, and when you talk about the Pelicans, they need to figure out a way to let Zion Williamson know that they're serious about winning. If you bring in a guy like Lowry 
and you lose Lonzo, that sends a message that they're trying to win now because they know the window of opportunity and, frankly, ability for Lowry is very slim now. He's a veteran. He is on the other side of the mountain. He's It's only going to get worse, his game, going forward. But he still has enough juice left in his game to help a team now. So those are the kind of things that, again, when you talk about Lonzo, when you talk about teams and what they can do, everything comes back to what does – the pel what do the pelicans want how Who knows to- right <laughs> and, and that's the thing but I, I i do get the sense that they want to have an established veteran at the point guard position and there's no one better that's available than kyle lowry and he's with a team that is willing to put him in a situation that he feels comfortable with and they can get something of value in return and lonzo is a nice addition for the raptors yeah nice the most addition. The most possible cap space the Pelicans can create is about 18 million. Uh, so, like, with, as with any case, a sign and trade is going to be the easiest way to get a player in the door. I know it's again <coughs> what we're not counting on here is Lowry has a choice. He does not have to accept a sign and trade. Lowry can just knock on the Knicks door or somewhere else and say, I want to play here, and they will just pay him money. So, again, Lowry has to want to yeah. go there for this to work. Um, it's not because he he's a free agent. And if there's a team out there that can pay some team that signs him might it's all have about to, the money. Yeah. But the team after the fact might work the sign and trade to make money work, create a TPE, whatever that whatever they want to do. But it's going to be to his preferred destination. We have to stop looking at it as well, if. It's the same deal with Ball. But we can't keep saying Ball is like they're going to trade Ball's Lowry shifted. for Ball. Like that's not going to happen unless Lowry unless Lowry wants to go there. Yeah, he has the to thing that works. If you're Kyle Lowry, though, and you're looking around, would you rather play with Zion or Julius I don't Randall? know. I just don't know if that was listed among his preferred destinations. Well, what do you think well, is the most important New York City here. or New Orleans? It, he's just he's playing for freaking Toronto, like the city, like that matters. Toronto's oh, yeah, I actually think that's pretty low well on the list. Yeah, most money, you, you go I and get the most money. Toronto's think, a great city, but New York's the mecca. And don't forget the Knicks. I don't know nice what he's interested. I don't know what right. he's interested in. Team. He's a and champion, right? And yeah. that and that and John, to your point, John, that changes everything because he's not searching for that right he's a champion. He might se. just want last payday. Right. I don't exactly. know exactly. I mean, it's very different than him and like a Chris Paul, for example, who's still looking for that chip. Lowry's been there, done that. So I don't know. What I do want to say is I'm blown away. Like, I thought we were losers. I'm just kidding. But I'm blown away by the amount of people jumping on here. So we appreciate you guys coming in and hanging out on a Friday. We got numbers? Uh, Yeah, there's quite a few people on here. The draft, nobody cared. (laughs) And we we knew that. But the Celtics... The Celtics start making moves. People are really geeked up here. And again, you know, we know where we are. We're heading into Monday and things are going to get really exciting. So, again, this does feel like a lot of table setting here. Uh, And it is really hard to to guess what happens next. What I think is very clear is it's I don't see a world in which you can do Fournier smart and Rob here, really. So I don't know if this means Fournier is certainly gone here with the Richards Richardson addition, at least for now, and the idea that you're going to go look for that wing or look for that third score next offseason when you have the money. But the question is, do you now take care of the pieces that you currently have? Do you What do you do with Smart? What do you do with Rob? I mean, these aren't things that have to be decided now. They have to be decided quickly. So I don't know. Is, is, is Smart staying? If you go get Patty Mills, are you looking to move Smart somewhere else? I, no. I, I'm no, just but- saying. 
I, well, the, the, but the, the thing, the thing that I'm that I'm I'm noticing, and I think you guys see it as well, is that whatever decisions that Brad Stevens is making, damn it, he's being decisive about it. Yeah, you don't yeah. you don't get the feeling <clears throat> that he's just saying maybe I'll keep him, maybe I won't. No, he's just like, look, <laughs> off season hasn't even started. Elsewhere exactly. For the I mean, and Brad's just like, 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 let's just go. I I need to I need to shake. This I've got up shit and, to do. That's what's exactly. happening right now. And I right. love that. I yeah. love that. Me too. I love that. Yeah. I got I got a lot of stuff to do. I got to really turn things around here. We're looking at you catch his uh, you catch his presser last night. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course. No. Yeah, he seemed very clear that he's like, all right, we're done with this young player crap. Let's get some veterans in yeah. here. That was the yeah. demeanor. Like of that we presser. did not want another young guy. You know, mm-hmm. right? You see what I did with that 16th pick? <laughs> got rid of it. Yeah. Got rid of it. And the guy that was taken at 16 was Aparin Sagoon. I can't even pronounce his name. Uh, foreign guy. Um, but is Moses Brown better than that guy? <laughs> yeah. I think so. I think so. We'll see. He might be. Sure, certainly was against the Celtics. We had like 20, 20 rebounds. First half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So... So, uh, so that's where we're at here again. Uh, in the, you know, it's uh, again, it, it, it's it's almost like you're like, am I gonna react now and then have everything not matter? Because right right now, like, do you get geeked up about what you have and then none of these guys end up playing here anyway? It really is. Uh, it really is tough. I just, I, you know, I keep going I over the Fournier. Yeah, I just keep going over the 48 thing. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know how you can keep him here. Uh, you know, and if they're talking, as as Murph pointed out, and again, Sherrod, I don't know if you're hearing if that's like smoke that the Celtics are putting out there. That. Yeah, you're supposed to do that. I mean, you think think back to when Isaiah Thomas arrived in, in Boston. And what people I think sometimes forget was that a couple years prior to that, when Isaiah Thomas was going into free agency, the first call he got was from Danny Ainge. And Danny had no money to pay him, knew he couldn't get him at all. He just called just to say, hey, you're on our <laughs> radar. We like you. I can't do a damn thing with you now. He but just I just, want to say, you, hey. I just want you to know that I really like you. And so a couple years later, <laughs> fast forward, boom, Isaiah is comfortable with coming to Boston because this is a guy that reached out to me when he didn't have to, but he did so anyway. I think when you have these conversations, you're supposed to have those conversations. Fournier is the best available free agent that you had on your roster this past season for you to not have a conversation or conversations with his camp very disrespectful no i hear you but i mean we saw it happen a couple of years ago with morris you know they didn't even call him you know <laughs> they never well, called that, him that's because they knew there's no way in hell he was coming back <laughs> he didn't get know. the hey call is that why danny wasn't is that why danny wasn't making any moves he was calling all the wrong people <laughs> Calling, he's Danny's playing years. He's playing the game of chess, man. Everyone is checkering. He's playing chess. This is a move for two, three years down the road. Yeah. At least that's what we're supposed to believe. Yeah. No, I so, do like the hey. start from Brad. Uh, there's definitive diversion from certain things that you knew were Ainge tendencies. And now you're starting to see him create his shape and vision of the team here. I just think it's a little bit of an awkward roster construction so far. I get the point that it's not done. Um, as for Fournier, I am going to be frustrated if he slips through for something that's reasonable. Like, is it two years and low money and something you could have dealt with next offseason? If it's three years and crazy money, it's like, okay, all right. I knew you couldn't deal with that. But is it manageable? Because, again, I think within the construction, this team especially, 
they're going to really need his spacing, playmaking, and solid defense on the perimeter and size and all that stuff that he brought to the table. Uh, I'm not at the point where I was early in the offseason where I said they need to keep him at all costs. I see that the plan has kind of shifted away from that sort of run it back thing here, but um, I don't know. He's going to be a tough, tough loss to replace. Richardson by no means is a Fournier replacement. He's no. not. And again, it's not, not that that, that's supposed to be. That's where it's always come back to for me. It's not what it, to me, there's no difference between outside of trying to stay. Obviously, remember, they're trying the to replace, there's no to difference. Replace Kemba and Fournier, I know you need a lot of offense that you've lost, you know, in those two guys. But to me, it's not whether Fournier is worth 18 versus he's worth 15 versus he's worth 13. It's committing to Fournier is committing to this team as you can assemble it now and whatever that means for you or not committing to Fournier is opening the possibility that you're going to be able to do more things down the road. So the number doesn't matter. That's why I'm not going to be mad if it's like, Oh, Celtics could have afforded that. It's something or nothing. That's what it comes down to. If you want him, you get him. If he, if he in fact wants to come back, if you, if you don't, it's just because you want, it's just because you want the space. So it doesn't matter what the, the, the final, deal doesn't matter uh i i don't think much because any deal kind of takes you out of the running of doing stuff next offseason and, and so we don't know where they're where they are and what else outside of beal are you looking to do next offseason that's the thing if you don't have a sense of what his future is and you've got all these expirings and you're pulling a pseudo knicks move here that we talked about yesterday like the knicks are just always waiting for a ton of money to come off the books and see what's out there there's other free agents out there so maybe it's a guy we're not even thinking about that could change their fortunes next off season with some flexibility here but i never wanted next year to be a throwaway year like put a team on the court next year that can compete and you know, bridge and excite some free agents because you're going to have to excite some guys to come here. They can't be a seven seed first round exit again. And this team right now, as it looks, is worse than last year's. No doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. The, second, Bobby, the second they did the Kemba trade. Started yet. Well, they have no roster spots. Again, I don't know how. All right. Maybe you flip Bruno Fernando for Patty Mills. Does that make you feel much better about this roster? If you can flip Bruno Fernando for Patty Mills, you won. Yeah, you, you did. Win. But again, Bruno's Bruno's a bad player. Yeah, He's I Bruno. no, I get what you mean in that sense. <laughs> but I'm saying player. the roster hasn't dramatically changed. Your yeah, needs right. haven't been addressed fully. Right. Right. But we said this in the beginning. It's like if you trade Kemba, you're getting worse because you're trying to get out of his contract. And you know he still, you know, he can still do his thing, but the contract just didn't fit. He didn't fit, and the money was a lot, so they had to. You know, part ways, and you got a player in Al Horford who, I guess, we'll see what he's got left. I mean, certainly he can still contribute, but he's not the Al Horford of, of his prime. So you knew you were going to get worse at that point. But you know, they still have some tradable assets left. Marcus Smart being one, and I know that that rubs people the wrong way. And I'm not saying trade Marcus Smart, but you still have one guy there. You have some younger guys, Rob and John Earmuffet, because Rob is, you know, a player that Rob just came off the injured list. <laughs> yep. And then you've got the Neesmiths and the Romeos and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think they can get dramatically better, but also at the same point, like, this isn't the finished product. And they're keeping their they're, – they're allowing themselves to at least keep their options open for, you know, a ball or a beal or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you got to wait and see what happens, I well, suppose. I, I blacked out for a minute. What did you say about Rob? <laughs> <laughs> He's a future defensive MVP. 
Yeah. Okay, good. Player of the year. Thank you. He's the third yeah. star. <laughs> That's all. Rob's yeah. not going anywhere. Enough. Enough. I don't think he's no, either. He's not. I don't think he's either. He's not. I don't think he is either. No, he's and not. there are ways to dramatically transform the team this offseason. You look back on that Fournier thing and you got a sense that it might ultimately become a sunk cost of the team's direction changes here, and evidently it has. It's just he did address what they needed in some way, and to see it go for nothing now possibly it would, would be frustrating. And they don't have an easy path to replacing. Um, unless there are moves that end up, Bobby, with somebody like Ball or something like that here next year, it is a definite step back without Fournier this year. There's no yeah, way to you're fix gonna be trying There's to no get way to fix it. it. Yeah. You're going to be trying to get by on D. I, again, I can't stand the idea of seeing Smart and Richardson play together in the backcourt. That could be ugly. Oof. It's going to be tough I... next year. For Tatum and Brown to get to the rim is, with the spacing. It's going to be a grind. It's going to be a mm. grind. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Neesmith starts. Yep. I'm with you. I Honestly, I, that's Neesmith what I said. Starts. On this roster without Fournier, yeah. Neesmith starts for that reason alone, for spacing issues. Get excited. <laughs> it, it, has, it has to be, you know. Um, I'm hearing he Neesmith's working on his jumper. He's hard in the yeah. gym. Neesmith looking, looking, you know, he's, he's in there. He's Strong. lifting on the in Celtics Instagram. I'm going to say this. Romeo looked lean, lean, lean. Okay. Yeah. He did. And so that means he's yeah. working, which is good, which means he's in, he's in shape. There's been a lot of activity at that. That's good. That's good. Honestly, because he looked a little, he's looked doughy for him. He's not a thick guy, but he didn't look, you know, as athletic as you would think he would look, he looked like a guy who, you know, just kind of, all right, I guess I'll play, you know, like right, does if, 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 if you need a fifth guy, I'll play, you know, like he didn't have, you know, didn't look like a guy who'd been hitting the gym the last couple of years. He looked pretty lean in those pictures. They're <laughs> just pictures, but he, he's working out. Um, so yeah. again, Best that's, baby's ever been in season. it's baby steps. Okay. That you're, you, you, the expectations are pretty freaking low. Be, get in Very. shape. Get to the start of the season without something freakish happening. Try to play basketball for a sustained period of time. That's all we're looking for there. Okay, that's it. Who, who Romeo? Romeo. Very, very oh, low yeah. expectations. Just try to exist. Get there. Oh, stay there alive. for a little. Yeah, Stop be alive. With the Romeo be slander. Human being on this planet. I'm doing it because if I start saying what my expectations for Romeo actually are, I'm going to get lit up in the chat. And I'm yeah, just, it started it's late, a little it's, bit. It's late Friday, and I just don't feel like getting angry right now. Okay, um, so so we'll leave it there. But I, I well, still I'm, do I'm have some. Stock, I'm buying some off-season stock in Romeo. I'm just. I'm all right in. There. I always buy some off-season stock in Romeo. Yes. Dude, Romeo. Yes. I will Romeo not buy any Grant a... Williams off-season stock. I will not Romeo buy any Grant Williams. Such a bad off-season and beginning of the year where there was a legitimate conspiracy theory around Twitter <laughs> that he was dead. That he, he had died exist. in the bubble. That he didn't exist. That, that he was just a figure of our imagination. covering up his death. So we should pull up that, that tweet string. That was I love that time. thread. It's like, here, let me <laughs> so break good. it down because I'm pretty sure that <laughs> yeah. this is true. It was like a, Here's what know, happened on this date. <laughs> Oliver Stone Marcus shit. Marcus throws a chair. It hits Romeo accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um, oh, man. I'm, I'm, so I, I, I'm all for it. So – um again i guess kind of to summarize again has there anything else any other shoes dropped here since we've been on i, I don't see anything because we are still you know 
there's not like another team that came in anywhere last minute or no, we're still where we are. Um, no, yeah. right. To, right. Went to Atlanta. Dawn, right. Who would have been fairly oh. interesting. He was a little more expensive than Don was coming over here and the Celtics are obviously still trying to keep money open. And that's another thing. You got a little bit of money to work with here. Like they got a mid-level, um, you know, they could bring guys in on the other TPs on these last two roster spots. So they have some flexibility under the tax to <clears throat> solidify the bench a little better, I think, because this roster here just doesn't have the spacing and playmaking you would need to put out a competent offense. Again, like Sherrod said, there's some real defensive competitiveness here. Uh, there's much more switchability and all the different things you look for out of a Celtics team uh, above last year. But all of a sudden, all the holes and concerns move to the other side of the ball there on offense. So it's going to be interesting to see what moves they jump on once free agency starts and how they clear these roster spots, I think are the two most interesting things right now. Uh, we also said, John, it would become very clear what the direction was fast. Very fast. And, yep. and that money for next offseason does seem to be the big emphasis right now. Yep. And that's, that's every indication. So again, that leads me to believe there is no, um, there's a target next summer of some kind, I'd say. Yeah. And it, the target might simply be, yeah, okay, look, everyone has said, and it's, it's, it's painted a pretty clear picture, and Bobby, you've been banging this drum for a very long time. Bringing Beal in straight up as a free agent is next to impossible. You have to renounce Romeo, not resign Smart, not resign <clears throat> Fournier, still probably clear some money, potentially even like a Romeo, and, and have next to nothing left on your team it would be maybe Neesmith, Pritchard, the big those three guys and that's about it uh and not be able to and and have about 10 12 15 million dollars left for the rest of your roster that would be if you brought in Beal on a max deal like the 40 million or 35 percent of the cap whatever that number has to be for him which is very 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 hard to do um it might make more sense if you worked it in a sign and trade because you can move some people but regardless that's really hard. Maybe the target isn't Beal. Maybe the target's just 20 something million of cap flexibility that I can do different things with and get creative. Um, I, and, and maybe there isn't a necessarily a target. Maybe it's just, I don't want to spend it now, but I want to make sure I have it later in case I need it. I don't know. Um, or it's wink, wink, Beal's coming and they know it. And, and it's clear in the deck for it, which again, yeah. you know, is, is, yeah, I mean, neither of these is possible. It's possible. Yeah. It's yeah. possible. Let me just emphasize this too. Just on the face, and you said it, John, you got to see what else happens. You got to see it in the bigger picture. But just in its own universe, adding Josh Richardson for nothing is a really good move. So you got to hand it to them in that sense. So you came around yeah. on that one. No, just the merits of that being the mm. way you add a guy like that, a borderline NBA starter, is great value. So – I don't know what it leads to. I don't know what it mixes with here. That's my concern. But it, on the surface, I do get why people are excited about that in itself. Now, all of a sudden, you add the context of, oh, he's replacing Fournier on this roster. Oh, like you don't have too much else coming in at the point guard spot. That's where it gets a little concerning for me. See, I can't look at it as he's replacing Fournier because his style of play and what he's going to bring to the table is very different. He's not trying to be Evan Fournier when he comes in here. I like the fact that he gives them – a player that gives them some flexibility, some options, uh, a guy that can play the point right. in a pinch if you need him to. You know his last the- year, yeah, his last year in Miami, he averaged better than four assists a game. Average, I think it was like maybe 12, 13 points. He, he's a good NBA player. Not a great one, 
Not a great one by any stretch of the imagination, but he's a legitimate yeah. NBA player who can help your team. You know who's replacing Fournier, like it or not? Romeo. Romeo. I, that's that's play, that's play. I'm not saying it's a. Good, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm saying that's more likely the person who slides into a Fournier bench role as a wing and a guy who they're trying to get him to handle the ball more. He's more of a playmaker, better I, defender. Better defender. That's who. That's who's taking. Theoretically, that's who would be taking minutes on this team as currently constructed. If you don't bring back, so I don't view it as a. I like. I agree with Sherrod there. It's not a straightforward replacement. It's a capable basketball player who does some things well that you can utilize their skill set on your team. Is he the ideal fit in a starting lineup alongside Tatum and Brown? Certainly not. You know, and certainly not when you have. You know, when your point guard is Marcus Smart. Because as again, you're going to have massive spacing issues there. I I don't think Romeo saves you know helps those spacing issues, and that's why I think if this is your team going forward and it's run it back and no Fournier with maybe some other small moves, I think Neesmith is the guy that makes most sense in that starting lineup um, with uh, you know a Fournier, uh, Richardson, Pritchard, you know sort of situation coming off the bench here. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll, we'll see. Huh? Not Fournier. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, Richardson uh, and uh, yeah. what's his name and Romeo. Um, so yeah, that's that's what we got here. I don't know. Are people mad? Are people mad about that? That we said Romeo's good? No, I, I don't no. think anyone can get mad at this point. Like you got to let the cards fall. It is what it is. Yeah. See what happens in camp. You're not thrilled about what it could signal, though, Jimmy. Again, I'm gonna miss Fournier. Well, no, a lot. but this is I... shocking to anybody. Like this. Yeah. No, I get wait. all the reasons that Let's Fournier's wait until gonna Monday be or whatever. To yeah. It's just he was a great fit here. You do wish he was on a two-year deal rather than that one, but that's why you, you got wish him. he was healthy. You wish yeah. you wish that you actually had a chance right. to see the real Evan Fournier for more than just a handful of games. Um, the frustrating part for he's me was just, he was France. such he's he was such a feast of famine guy for the Celtics, though. I mean, he was either making every <laughs> damn shot known to man, yeah, or he was brick city. It's like uh, there wasn't like an in between. Twelve. <laughs> yeah, like a few of those for games 12, and a few of the seven 12. three games. Yeah. Yeah. What a season. But yeah, things well, are well, active. Well, this is good. Yeah. We might have another show this this weekend. Who knows before the off season even starts? Hey, I'm never doing anything. So um, <laughs> I, I'm 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 in kid I'm in kid jail everywhere just in case. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy's in the attic today. So yeah. someone in the so, I was like, guys, I need a dark, quiet place where I can just get away from you, <laughs> hooligans, for a bit. So you got your boys are drinking. Your, attic. your boys are drinking in the other room, and you just ducked upstairs. They're, they're downstairs. I'm literally in the attic. Yeah. So someone so was asking. The, for the a... ceiling is one inch above your head. Yeah. It's a crawl <laughs> right It's not, not really an the attic. It's just... <laughs> I'm not wow. a big guy either. I'm crawling. Over. I had to crawl into this thing. <laughs> He's actually horizontal right now. <laughs> um, someone asked for a recap. It is so Tristan Thompson's going to Sacramento. Uh, Chris Dunn on one year, five million comes to Boston on the Cantor TP, right, John? They slid Dunn into the Cantor TPE and they, and then cre- you got- and they created a new TPE for Thompson at yeah. nine point. Eight million, which now they that have another, year. They so have another last... year to use that. So you've yeah. got that. The Poirier 
TPE was really small, like 1.25. That one expires fine. But the Cantor one, I don't think they thought they were going to be able to slide something into that. So that's not a bad thing right. that they got that done there. And again, this is just getting creative with how you make things work here. So, um, you know, you got to find the right fit, the right pieces, teams willing to move guys. It works out. I think this is quite a coup. I think I was a little bit worried. We didn't give a lot of love to the Tristan Thompson situation. You were, you were afraid they were going to have to pay somebody to take yeah, him. And in, and like in that fact, was gonna take, didn't yeah. I say like two days ago, that's going to take a while to figure out. And then it happens the next day. Yeah. And in fact, um, you know, not only that. you didn't, um, you know, you got somebody who, whether or not they'll be useful or not, or whether they move on, we'll see. And Chris Dunn. Um, what a bummer though. I mean, what is this? Four and you get in a, a row? They had a race? That's like, come on. You should have never raced Cantor. I said it last year. I'm not. I don't want to play the "I told you so" game, but I didn't understand it. Cantor was fine. Do you Cantor. like a race in Kemba? No, but you had to. I mean, and again, I, I was pretty clear on the Kemba. I would have loved to bail after one year, and I think they did. They tried to. They just couldn't. Um, it is what it is. I, I at the. It's not fair to jump off the Kemba bandwagon when, at the time, I was for the signing, and I think most people were as well. I thought. And especially you're dealing with the crazy shell shock of, you know, yeah, the bang, was, bang of Kyrie and Hor- Horford leaving. That stopped the bleeding. And I think it was welcome. You were rebounding. You were yes. rebounding. But it felt good. It, <laughs> I think it We've was welcome. Been there. Yeah. Been there. Yeah. I think it was welcome. It just didn't work out. I, I, I think a lot of things that didn't work out were the right move or felt like the right move at the time. Kyrie Irving sure. trade, for example, and obviously Kemba. Yeah, but then a year later, every time you're racing it, like, oh, geez, we got to pay to get Kemba It's bad business. It's bad to... business. Yeah, it's like the Red yeah. Sox, right? Like they pick a direction and then all of a we sudden they're scrambling money to like shift in a different direction and make a drastic move the other way. And again, these aren't drastic moves, but you're paying, in this case with, contracts coming back from Atlanta that they didn't really want, you know, a contract coming back from Dallas that they didn't necessarily want here with the Fournier mm-hmm. thing, Fournier making up for Hayward, that situation going haywire there. There's like four or five moves in a row. That's why you don't like your roster. A rebound from. <laughs> yeah. a bunch of guys that nobody likes. <laughs> right. The guys you wanted left. And then you had to pay other people to take the guys you didn't want. So yeah, this is as bad as it gets. They use four. They use yeah. four second round picks effectively mm-hmm. on Fournier because they paid two to create the TP yeah. and then they paid two to get them. So, you know, four second round picks isn't nothing. I know you usually throw them out one at a time like they're nothing, but that's a lot. That's like most of your stash into the future. It's nothing when you don't need them. You know, yeah. when they have no, when there's no room for them to make your roster, it's worth nothing. And, and so this is, this is why they have value for deals like this. Yeah, the exactly. Guys like Fournier. That's why you have. Them. That's why they exist. That's about it. You know, uh, you know, some teams you can get second round picks for money, you know, like it, they're, 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 they're nothing. You could literally just, would you want a, a million dollars or $500,000 and I'll take your second round pick and they're like, yeah, sure. You know, like <laughs> you can get into the second round if you want a second round pick. Um, so, again, uh, not a big deal there. But, again, it is bad business, all of this stuff. Getting out of contracts you didn't want. You oh, know, you said this a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's it's really bad. Uh, the one that chafes me the most was the, uh, you know, the, the, the first round pick for Cantor. First round pick to dump Cantor sucked. And that was that ended up it being Desmond bad. Bain. Right? Is that right? Yeah. Is that the one that was? <laughs> 
Poor, poor yeah, yeah. but they were both kind of related. It was, it was all kind of in one. It was all kind of in one loop, so it was pretty much the same thing. Uh, yeah, so, so that's that. But you look again. Poirier. The consensus yeah. here for us, I think, that was um, a really bad signing. Oh, geez, uh, Ainge had a rough last few years. Our consensus here in this room, I think, mm-hmm. is don't judge the players yet, um, because we don't know what's going to happen if they're going to stay. Josh Richardson, a capable. NBA player, not a great one, but one that will be able to play and and be a rotation player for you next year. And probably that's it. He's a one and done. So there's no reason to get too up, too up or too down. What we all agree with is Brad's got a plan and that's good. So let's see what it is. You know, let's see what the rest of it is and what other dominoes fall after this uh, with, uh, you know, free agency coming and, Obviously, like they're off and running right now. And these things, a lot of stuff here had to get done in this league year, which is why they did it. In order to get Richardson in under the $11 million TPE, they had to do it now because it was 10-8 in this league year and it goes to 11-6 next year. So this is a move that had to happen here. Um, but the rest stuff is going to be, you know, they're going to be off and off into the races on Monday. So it'll be interesting. Uh, we are going to do a show for sure. Um, Six o'clock, is that right? The free agency? Yeah, situation. So we got a decent audience here. We'll tell you guys very likely it'll be leading into the final hour uh, into the into the deadline. So we might go five to six uh, with whatever's kind of percolating and then talk about the stuff as it happens. Should something kind of break earlier in the day, which often it does, we may pop up and just kind of react to that quickly. But we will be around combinations of us. Maybe we'll bring in some other friends, too. Uh, but we will definitely be back on Monday to uh, to talk about a lot of that stuff. Um, thank you, guys tremendously for joining us very good audience again yeah. uh you know uh on a on a friday, friday night, night crew everybody ran up to the attic for this one jimmy everybody <laughs> yeah it was worth it <laughs> I'm glad to chop it up with the fellas you know it's guys being dudes for a bit the last, and you know what? Jimmy, and jimmy still has time jimmy still has time well, the, the, this helps me space out the night i don't you know i don't get too crazy at eight o'clock did we lose john just like that we did. He's back. There was John. Oh, he's back. I do so see. Uh, like, uh, this this is like mixing in a wa- mixing in a water. You know what I mean? Mixing a quick show. <laughs> mixing a water. That, <laughs> Hold usually, on, we got we got to take from Joe Sway. You, yeah. I love oh, Josh we? Richardson. That's all we got. Oh, good. So, all right. Stay you, tuned. Thanks. Usually, thanks for, coming, thanks for showing up, Joe Sway. Thanks, Joe Sway. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, I drink beer to sober <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah. Where'd yeah, that I'm come sure, from? I'm sure you do. Yeah, Joe Sway lives in that. Like, nah, Joe Sway. Nah, he's a, it's, it's date night for Joe Sway. I don't know where he is. Is, is it, it date night for Jimmy? No, nah, it's boys' night. Oh, boys good. night. Oh, that's unfortunate. With I the, will with say, Keith Keith Smith is saying the Celtics are not done, and that you know we haven't gotten the official details on. They're not done. Oh, that's a hot take. He hasn't even started yet. No, I think there's some people that feel that even these deals are incomplete and third teams and fourth teams are swooping in. So the guys coming here might actually not even be here. Like, and were never intended to be. Well, that's what Himmelsbach said about Dunn earlier. Dunn, there's a lot of people that feel that Dunn's already gone somewhere else for something. Uh, And there's no, there's no certainty that any of the people, and again, that's why it's really hard to sit here and spend a bunch of time talking about how Richardson fits when he's just literally on his way. He could be on his way out. So, um, one thing we, we can say for certain, yeah, Brad hated Tristan. 
Couldn't wait to trade him. I wouldn't him. say Honestly, hated. Like, wasn't well, I don't think he hated like, him. I think he hated the no, fact he that he hate, didn't give he him more hate, production. Hate so Tristan he hate anybody, but Brad didn't like Tristan on the Celtics, so he's like, say it. That's because I he think, didn't do his job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think or any job. <laughs> I mean, he didn't do a Pretty job. Much. What do you? What do you do here? You know. What would you say? You the, to, the, yeah. What would you say? <laughs> you do here. Um, <laughs> Tristan's Tristan's legacy here, I think, is a little complicated because legacy. He... <laughs> Did you just say legacy? <laughs> Jimmy's face shot up. He goes, no. "Legacy." Is there a different word legacy that kind talk. of like lightens that? <laughs> legacy talk. I got uh, Amit right now is working on a tribute video that if I, uh, hopefully, <laughs> yeah, 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 if, yeah, if yeah, we yeah. stay on the air five more minutes, we're gonna have a Tristan Thompson tribute video. Yeah, make sure you go to Celtics Kings next season. You want to get there for the jumbo drama. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's gonna be good. Well, no, we'll but get, he we'll was... get Draper on. We'll get Draper on to talk about Tristan. His, his new BFF. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's go. an excuse for me to to, to take some swipes oh, at Draper. Yeah. I always like doing that. It's he one was... of my fa- one of my favorite pastimes. Is you and me both. <laughs> he, he was brought in to Sherrod. Now... Come on, you, you guys, t- t- Sherrod, tell him what's going Stop on. Come on, man. Come on, man. You people, you got you Boston people. Anyway, Tristan was Tristan, Tristan was brought into hard in the interior on a team that <laughs> was in the East Finals with Hayward, and he never effectively uh, replaced Hayward until later in the season. He never had full health going on. Thompson missed a ton of time with COVID, oh, and really, I don't think the COVID year did Thompson all that well either. Thompson was like he was actively. If Thompson had like a dating ad, it would say actively seeking COVID. You know, like he was like trying to get it. No, I mean, like we. He was. He took too much precaution. (laughs) It's like, give me all the COVID. I think he had it four times. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, and again, if he was just going out during a normal year, be like, whatever, guys, do that. But this year, you couldn't do that. And it it cost him and others. He never looked right all year, too. He came in the camp hurt, and then he came back from this and didn't look right. And I thought he was so much better of a defender than he actually ended up yes, being. That here. was the biggest disappointment for me. I, yeah. The rebounding, it is what it is. But His rebounding his was def- good. Yeah. yeah, but his defense sucked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really bad. He did have really? that awesome game Tristan. three, but that was it. Yeah, yeah, but that one game out of what seventy three games, <laughs> I'm not feeling good about that. No, this no. Uh, the Tristan. He couldn't was... even hold on to the starting job. Rob just blew he, right he, by. He literally played his way. He literally played his way onto the Kings. So that's what happens. That's what happens. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you're done. Can't get away up. with it. You can't get away with it. <laughs> you know, you fucked up. When you get that trade call, you're like, damn. He's like, just, just don't let it be Sacramento. Just don't let it be Sacramento. Uh, you see that area code? Sacramento. Oh hell no! I Playing up. with the King, King James, right? King James, right? No, no, Tristan. Yeah, Sacramento. No, no. That Kings. is, it's like oh. that's like just being sent to NBA, NBA Siberia. You know, like yeah. bye. That's the only NBA city I've ever been in where I saw a an actual tumbleweed rolling across. No, God's <laughs> winners. A actual tumbleweed. Oh man. Yeah. Man, no one likes that. No one likes no. it there. All right, boys, I yeah. gotta bounce. We're all gonna do it. We're, we're, we'll all go <laughs> out together. Bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy's so like, we'll thanks. We'll go down together. We will all go down together. Um, we are done uh, until Monday, unless there is something else 
that's going on. So again, uh, much thanks to the audience. Much thanks again to Sherrod, Bobby, and Jimmy. Heroically, um, heroically. If someone's asking anyone coming out to Vegas for the summer league, the, our goal is to send more than one person. Sherrod, you're going to? I'll be out there. Get the f out of here. Are you really? I'll be out there for the whole for the whole shebang. Really, John? Am I going? All two weeks. Yep. You and I are the only ones not going, Jimmy. Uh, Bobby's Bobby's going, going most likely, and uh, Josue may also be going down. So it's going to be a party. Um, so I believe you we'll just told me that in front of everybody. So embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> wait, get the, what, wait, everyone's going with you, Jimmy. Why don't you trust me? Why don't you trust me out there, dude? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm in the game. Yeah, I'm totally in yeah. the game. They look, uh, they look out of sorts. Yeah. <laughs> Says the guy who is out of sorts. Yeah, that's crazy. Jimmy, you're not. Someone's done, outside their story. Let the record show. I have done summer league. It's a great time. It's, it's a yeah. good time. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. Good. Good, good so basketball. It's going to be a party out there for these guys heading out there. We will definitely get reports. Yeah, from me and Sherrod are going to have a party. We'll yeah. send the details. But, uh, and like I said, Joe Sway likely to be out there for a little bit as well. So, again, uh, you guys will be hanging. Uh, Jimmy and I will hold it down down here. But there's tons of stuff that happens before then. Um, you know, uh, so we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll. We're on Yam Watch. Yeah. We'll be sending every detail, every step Yam takes. We'll have it here. Yeah, we're going to. I can't believe I, Bobby's going. The Yam Cam. We got to have a Yam Cam. I'm sending Joe Sway for just to be the Yam Cam. The yep. Yam Cam. You just follow him around. He's gonna he's gonna live stream Yam yeah. on this. I've channel. never been just, the. Yeah. I've never been the Vegas period. Oh, this should be good. Oh, we need a we need a camera to follow Bobby. I want to know where maybe he's not. Be maybe we don't need a camera to follow Bobby. Maybe we should just follow Bobby. This we'll is Bobby dangerous. <laughs> this is dangerous. Keep an eye on me. It is. It yeah. is. All right. Um. Anyway, we hit an hour. I'm happy with that. Uh. We got to hang out, talk a little bit about stuff. Um, if they make more trades tonight, I don't think we're coming back. Uh, unless it's a monster, in which case Bobby and I will always are you don't we'll want to back. Bobby Shams and I was sleep. tweeting news at 4 a.m. last night. I was like, my lord, I think favorite trade rumors. You know those guys have like some stuff saved. Rappaport would always do that too on like Sunday morning with like injury stuff. Like they had that info the night before, and they're like, just schedule the tweet for 4 a.m. There's no <laughs> way they're still up, right? You know, I don't know on draft night, possibly it's possible. It's possible. Um, all right, cool. So thanks again, everybody for hanging out with us. Uh, we will see you guys uh, this weekend. If anything happens, otherwise back on Monday, Sherrod, Jimmy, MVP, best guest. When we used to go places, we would always award a best guest at the party. Uh, Jimmy gets best guest tonight. Yay, Let's Jimmy. Go. Best well, guest. Kind of I'm, I'm a guest on my own show. That's awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for hanging. Thank you guys for you know demanding we do it. I threw it out on Twitter. Who wants a garden report? Responses were good. So yeah, thank you guys for coming out and watching. Thanks, uh, for all the buzz. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys on Monday. Nice.